Hi, I'm Christian. And I'm Angela. And we are married. And bored. Ding dong jingle bells, Angela. Here we go. It's another week of (laughs) holiday episodes. Yeah, welcome back everybody to a special holiday edition of the Married and Bored podcast. Uh, If you're new, welcome. Welcome. And if you're not, we are just trucking right along with our holiday special where for the past week, if you've noticed, we've released five episodes, which is wild. Um, They're short. They're sweet. We're just hitting some of our favorite games that we've played over the years. A lot of them were acquired this year. Yes, that's uh, true. That we felt that we needed to talk about, but maybe didn't warrant a full episode of our regular show. So... And they all make great gifts. Yes, I was just going to say they all make great gifts. All right. So let's jump into it, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, Today we are flying kites. Let's go fly. Mary Poppins. That was very good. Thank you. Um, Okay, let me tell you about kites. Kites is a two to six player game. It is about 10 minutes long. Yes, you heard that correctly. 10 minutes you don't often hear that in the board game world. I would say shorter than that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It is a fast-paced game where everyone is going to work together to keep their kites in the air. The kites are represented by sand timers, and everyone plays cards that keep the sand timers flipping at the right moment so that they never run out. Is that a good description? I think that's great. Um the goal, yeah, the goal is to never run out of your sand timers. And you yeah. have six of them going at one time. Mm-hmm. And when you play a specific color um, from y- your hand of cards, yep. you flip over that sand timer. Yes. Some of them have single colors. Some of them have double time- d- timers, double colors. So you and flip so, both. Yeah, so you'd have to flip both of them. And all the timers are different lengths of time yeah they're different speeds so like if you play this game that red timer man it's 30 (laughs) seconds and it you're gonna be wanting to flip that a lot it flies by um let's talk about what we love about it okay what do you love about it uh well i gotta say the pressure (laughs) you do feel the pressure just that feeling of like ah don't let him run out let's go guys um i love that uh feeling i don't know if you've played uh the five minute games like five minute marvel is the one we have yeah that just reminds me of like the pressure situation of trying to get things done quickly although five minute marvel also has that time not the time but that soundtrack it's just like and it gets like with the app yeah like so intense Uh um, by the time it gets done but yeah there is a lot of pressure and to even build the pressure as a part of the game mechanic once the draw deck is empty there's a white uh sand timer once that once the draw deck's empty you cannot flip that white timer anymore yep and so now you you, have to run out of your hand yeah and so the goal is to get everyone's uh, cards played so no cards in hand and we've lost so many times to like we to that um yeah that outcome where the where the deck is empty but our hands aren't empty and the white timer runs out yeah or we get two turns away in the white timer times out so it's it's, true it's pretty great um i love that it's cooperative yes so I think, well, correct me if I'm wrong, all the games we've talked about so far are head-to-head. 
Yeah, they're pretty, uh, they're competitive. Wavelength, you can play cooperative. And we did talk about that last week. But this one is, there's no opportunity to play this competitively. It's all cooperative. So you either, you're all working yep, together. Win or lose together. What do you like about it? Um, it's very easy to learn. That's true. Um, we've taught this to multiple groups. And the funny thing is, is that you're like, you say, hey, you want to play a game? It's called Kites. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, whatever. That sounds so <laughs> dumb. What do you do? And it's like, oh, it's a card game. And you flip timers. And I, I feel like they're, everyone's first reaction is, that, that sounds dumb. Or at least bore, like boring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to play a game about kites. I'd rather play a game about battling yeah. <laughs> ancient Egypt warriors or something. <laughs> it is not boring. We'll say that. No. And it's been, um, it's been a hit in our groups that we've played with. But that easy to learn because all you have to do is no colors. Yeah. And really. I feel like the box says ages 10 plus, And maybe that's just for like coordination skills. But... I, I don't know. Our kids are not 10. Both of them are not 10. And this is well within their ability to learn. That's true. It's easy to learn. It's a little bit more difficult. Like the speed and the pressure gets to them a little yes, bit. Yes, that's true. Um, but And there are modifiers that you can throw in there that make it even more difficult. So mm-hmm. you can play with that modifiers. And there's one that's like a storm modifier where you have to say a storm is coming. And then you're, nobody at the table is allowed to talk. Yes. Until that person's turn again. Right. Because you're allowed to say like, all right, I've got a lot of blue in my hand. So you don't well, have to turn. This, yeah, that's the airplane. But oh. the storm is the one where it flips all the sand timers. Anyway, sure. there's a whole bunch of, well, there's three different ways that you can um, manipulate the deck to make it harder. And then you can combine them. So you can put like two of them together or all three. Yeah, I think we've done a couple games with all three and it was awful like it was just (laughs) so hard it was just chaos and it's little you guys it's a little game and you can fit it in a suitcase easily or a duffel bag or your car whatever the season may bring yeah i feel like this one is a good one that i should keep at my desk at work oh yeah for just like lunch break yeah because we have a lunch break everyone's just kind of like eats in about 10 minutes and then it's like What's up? You want to go back to work? It's like no, no, I don't. <laughs> I do. I sure don't. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the this is the type of game. It's a great filler game, or like, hey, we're waiting for that one person who's always late at game night. Like, let's yes. just let's play some kites. We and- all know who you are, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> so we might have already covered this, but let's just make sure we're clear. Who is this game for? I think it's for. I think because it is so easy to learn. And it's cooperative. I think it's for anybody. Yeah. I would say that's true. Especially for people who don't play board games. Yeah. It's if you're familiar with card games, like, um, Angela, you said that it was very, um, what's the game? Spoons. like. Yeah. Like if people in your family like the reaction time, like Spoons is about reaction time. Slapjack is about reaction time. Yeah. You, this is the game about reaction time. So, you know, you don't want to play with maybe someone who's... I'll tell a story from my <laughs> childhood. We used to always play catchphrase when I was growing up and at holidays. And my aunt... Uh, I can't picture her playing that game at all. Oh, well, that's why. Because every time she would get past it... And it's no... It, like. 
if you've played catchphrase, you know when your turn's coming. It's not a surprise. Every time she would get past the catchphrase dial thing, she would have to set it down, put on her glasses. This is Auntie Lane, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then and then she would say like swear words because she wasn't going fast enough. So that is maybe not the family member <laughs> no. to play it with. <laughs> no. And I mean, the younger kids, it can be difficult. Like, even when we play, we knock over sand timers a lot. Right. And so, like, the younger your kids are, that's going to happen more mm-hmm. because it is fast-paced. But you, as an adult, probably will do that, too. Yeah. Especially if there's alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's the last game of the night at maybe, maybe 12.30 a.m. when everyone's like, well, let's just do one more. <laughs> And where can they find it if they want to go get it? So this is a newer game. I think I picked it up um, later later this summer, late this past summer. Yeah. Um, I found it. I think it was one of those. I, I feel like there's a theme in all these. It has to do with Gen Con this year, which I did pick up a lot of like fast-paced, quicker games um, as a part of my trip. But I got it after that. Maybe I saw it there. I don't quite remember what but i did i was able to find it on amazon that was months ago so it's not on there currently we Um, did not see it currently on amazon but you can find it at the uh publisher's website uh kites is published by floodgate games yes and it's like we said it's small and compact so it's 20 bucks yeah and fun fact the artist uh who drew all the kites on the cards is beth sobel who if you're a fan of wingspan you know, is mm. the artist. I don't know if she's the artist of all the birds or like a vast majority of the birds. Isn't she the artist for Calico as well? Probably. She's all over the place. I'm trying to th- remember. Yeah. Very similar vibes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very colorful. It's pleasing to look at. I guess we didn't really mention the colors, but. Oh, yeah. It's very. Yeah. It's all about color. The sand timers are different colors. Mm-hmm. So, has to do with. Um, a very like rainbow colored atmosphere. Yeah. And if you can't find it on the website, you know, hopefully your local game store has it. Yes. Um, it it's hit and miss because it is kind of like newer and hitting a major release right now. So uh, if you can find it for before Christmas and you need that card game-ish game <laughs> to give to somebody. And it's, I mean, if you have a gamer in your life, it's a good uh, stocking stuffer too. That's true. Because of the size. That's very true. And you have to have like, pretty large stocking (laughs) um okay so continuing in our tradition to end these holiday episodes we are asking each other some christmas or winter or holiday themed questions so do you want to ask me or should i ask you no take it away okay i'm gonna switch it up okay i'm gonna go with a winter theme all right Favorite winter Olympic sport. Okay, so that's not Christmas at all. Well, it's winter. Yeah, that's true. I, I like the Winter Olympics a lot because you get to see sports that are um, are unique. It's not right. like, you know, downhill skiing is on every weekend, like a football game or basketball. Sure. So I when it's on, I consume so much Winter Olympics. Uh, but my favorite, for whatever reason... Uh, there's they're two and they're very similar. So I really like watching cross country skiing for some reason. Interesting. And biathlon. Yes, I knew that one. Which is you. so weird. Which if you don't know what that is, it's cross country skiing mixed with shooting. Mm-hmm. Which is 
in I don't know, insane is not the right word, but I'm just so intrigued by it. Like, where did that start? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it started probably like hunter-gatherer, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. way back in the day in Norway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's mine. I just, I'm intrigued by the athletes. They don't look like athletes, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like regular people, but like... Right. They can ski for 45 miles. Yeah. Like, no problem. No, Yeah, no problem. Um, Just 45-mile ski. It's probably more than that, honestly. But <laughs> so, yeah, biathlon and cross-country skiing. Um, what about you? Oh, this is hard because I did not used to enjoy the Winter Olympics at all. And then since getting married, my, my dear husband has turned me onto the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. So I will say... Um, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for the bobsled because of cool runnings. Cool runnings. Yeah, I think anybody who's 30 to 45 years old <laughs> would agree. But I was going to say that I enjoy figure skating. And I really, this past Winter Olympics, enjoyed... Now, I'm going to butcher what it was called, but the the four snowboarders at a time. Oh, it's like snow cross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they actually race down the hill. Now, they do it for skiing as well, but I liked it for snowboarding. It's very cool. Better. Yeah. That's a fun one to watch, and that's a newer one in the past couple Olympics. Yeah. So let us know what your favorite Olympic uh, sport is. Uh, Winter Olympic, please. No, (laughs) No summer Olympic entries. And we hope you go and get kites if it sounds like someone... And your family, or maybe yourself, would like it. Angie, we should have asked this at the very beginning of the show, but have you ever flown a kite? You know what? I don't think I have. No. Have you? I don't think I've done it on purpose. Um, (laughs) So on accident? (laughs) No, I guess what I mean is, is I had a friend in junior high, his name was Ted, and he had a kite. And we, he was like, you want to come fly kite, my kite with me? And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, so we did that like four times. Wow. (laughs) Well, he was into it, so whatever. I mean, I might be missing something in my life. Who knows? Okay. Well, do you want to sing us out one more time? No, I'm good. We uh, <laughs> we hope you get kites like Angela said, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.